0: Now, let me ask you a question. How many of you think those people had a good day as a result of it? You to see your hands, all right? People crave recognition and appreciation.
1: Welcome to The Ziegler Show, where we inspire your true performance. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. Today, we hear from Zig Ziegler talking about the power of encouragement in our lives. From Zig's message, I asked on Facebook, Have you ever received specific recognition or encouragement that literally elevated your perception of yourself that made you want to really become better? We got just stellar real life stories that Tom Ziegler and I talked through, but I want to right up front, address the issue that comes to mind for so many people who are thinking, Hey, that's great. We know encouragement and recognition are powerful, but you can't just make people encourage you. How do I get that for myself? Well, we talk about this. Tom Ziegler actually has four key points on how to get encouragement that we cover right at the end of the show. Of course, we talk also about giving encouragement, but this is not just a topic around a good thing to do. It's about a vital ingredient we need and can have. And I want you to be intrigued by that statement. Quick favor to ask, you obviously listen to The Ziggler Show, but would you help us by subscribing, if you haven't, in iTunes? It makes sure you don't miss another episode, and it also gives us a good bump in the rankings. On that note, if you get value from the show, let us know and leave it a review in iTunes. And it's great when you address a specific show as well. But email us then at thanks at ZigglerShow.com. Tell us your iTunes username so we can thank you by sending you Zig Ziglar and Tom Ziglar's book, Born to Win, an actual hard copy. Well, hey, before we start in with Zig's message, a couple great resources for you. Okay, here then, folks, is about a two-and-a-half-minute clip of a presentation from Zig Ziglar himself.
0: We came to Dallas in 1968, and one of the first people I met, I don't know, guess we'd been here, I mean, come to know, I should say. we have been here about uh, three weeks. I met a man named Walter Haley. Now, Walter had uh, developed a new system. We had these huge warehouses, and they worked in the grocery stores. Uh, grocery chains and they sold insurance and then the owners of all of the stores and managers around the country they supplied bought their insurance when they bought their groceries as a result they just put it on the bill you know and uh, his agents were selling uh, tens of millions of dollars in whole life insurance in a day when a million dollar producer or a two or three million dollar producer was outstanding so Walter said Zig I want to show you what we're doing well, we walked in this huge warehouse, and as we walked in, there was the uh, switchboard operator. And Walter said, Zig, let me stop just a minute and introduce you to the greatest switchboard operator in the history of mankind. I'm telling you, when she answers the phone, you get the distinct feeling that uh, she's just sitting there waiting on you to call. And she said, oh, Mr. Haley, but thank you very much. We go on in, we pass a little room, and he said, wait a minute, let me, I haven't met this gentleman yet. We walked in there, and as we got started in the conversation, he said, you know, I haven't met you, but I can tell you this, I've been following the records. We haven't had a complaint since you took over. I want to congratulate you and thank you. The man said, well, thank you, Mr. Haley, said I'm doing the best I can, and I really love what I'm doing. And Walter Haley said, well, you're doing a great job, and just keep it up. We go into his office and he said, shake hands with the greatest secretary that ever sat behind a desk. Well, you know, uh, she she did the usual gushing bits, you know, and said, oh, Mr. Haley, uh, you just flatter people all the time, but we love it. Keep it up. We went on into the uh, uh, inner office and there was an insurance salesman. He introduced him as the greatest insurance salesman ever. And uh, the man said, oh, Walter, you and all of that bragging on us. Man, we love it. Keep it up whole trip took about three minutes. Now, let me ask you a question. How many of you think those people had a good day as a result of it? Going to see your hands, all right? People crave recognition and appreciation.
1: So now again, from that incredible message, on Facebook at my Agent K. Miller page where you can join me, I asked, Have you ever received specific recognition or encouragement that literally elevated your perception of yourself that made you want to really become better? We got, again, just stellar, stellar real life stories that Tom Ziegler and I talk through, and we'll do that right now. Here we go. Well, Tom, this aspect of receiving encouragement, how it changes the trajectory of our lives and of course, how our encouragement can change the lives of others. we got incredible responses, but I mean, this has been that topic. I I mean, that's a foundation of Ziegler in general. I mean, this is the world you live in. And to some degree, is there anything more powerful, more fundamental in helping someone inspire their true performance than that? Boy, you
2: know, the scripture says the words can heal and they can harm. And words of encouragement, gosh, when somebody is really going through a tough time, I can't think of anything more powerful than just a sincere word of encouragement. And I love you, a wow, this is going to get better, you've done it before, you know, you and your your uh, perseverance is inspiring, those kind of things really impact somebody into action and action is what changes lives. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I think encouragement has got to be right up there at the top of the list of anything we can do to help someone else. Or if we're kind of, uh, if we're kind of struggling, we got to seek a source of encouragement. And so going to find that ourselves is key as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that the truth is we are just, it's in such short supply these days to get actual personal, true individual encouragement in an area. So I wanted to just talk through and share some people who have actually experienced this in her lives, in their lives. Here's one that I'm assuming, you know, Jeffrey Miller, he says, Yes, I have. Well, at the Ziegler Legacy Conference last Thursday and Friday, I received both recognition and encouragement that elevated my want and desire to do and be more of a leader, coach, and a speaker. And, Tom, I want to speak to that because, folks, I went to – I was. I had done this show for a couple years before I ever went to a Ziegler Legacy Conference uh, certification conference myself, and um, which you can find. Go to com slash ZLC. But I went to one. And the focus on pulling out your strengths, your skills, abilities, giftings, and then letting people experience those and then give you true encouragement. I think I've shared before, it, I came out of that event with a lot of equipping and enabling, but I, it, I, I, my testimony was I wanted to be a, a better man. I wanted to live up to what testimony I got from people about uh, myself. I want to live up to that encouragement. I think that is so strong that when we get at encouragement, it, it we want to be that person.
2: Absolutely. And, and you know, I'd, I'm not sure if this is the exact definition, but to encourage is to draw out the more capable person that's within you. Mm. And so, you know, when we breathe life and encouragement into someone, what we're really recognizing is that they have every quality of success within inside of them every single one of them. Some are more developed than others, but one of the principles that we teach and live by is that when you encourage somebody, you're drawing those things out, and so when we draw out and identify the more capable person, that creates confidence. Now, it doesn't mean that there might be some work involved. You know, all of us have, you know, the the qualities of success, of honesty, integrity, character, you know, faith, love, kindness, consideration, and the list goes on and on, but we also have to consciously make the effort to work on it. So let's just, let's, just, let's just make this a counter juxtaposition here. That is, if we're not encouraged, if we're distraught, we then get into a sense of hopelessness, and people who are hopeless don't take action. And so when somebody says, hey, you know what, I see something in you, you can do more than you think you can. I really like this quality. Hope starts to rise. And then we go, well, you know what, maybe I do have more discipline than I thought. Maybe I do have more perseverance than I thought. Maybe I do have whatever that thing is. And then we draw attention to it. Our mind focuses on it. And then we take action to to, to develop that in ourselves. And I think, you know, Jeffrey's fantastic. That's what he's talking about is what, what we, what we focus our mind on that's what we become. And quite frankly, the world's the world's voice to us really isn't very positive. Most of the time, if we're just getting messages from social media and TV and the crowd, it's usually not in our favor. That's why it's so key to seek out people who, will give you that type of encouragement.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, here's uh, another one. Uh, Peyton says, I, I had someone message me, and I think it was on a social media, and call me their angel because I came into their life at the right time uh, through the posting of positive, inspiring things. We talked quite a bit, and I listened to her, helped her through some stuff she was going through. I absolutely love helping people through their trials and tribulations. Or even just being there for them and to hear that I really did help someone gives me so much energy and motivation to keep going even when my own life seems like it's in turmoil. I know people are watching and are truly affected by my attitude and I want to keep putting out those vibes. It means, it means the world to me to know that I've made even a small difference. And Tom, what stood out to me in that is, is our ability to encourage, to guide, to give help to someone else is not dependent upon us having arrived at some perfect state. Uh, I love that Peyton says I'm doing this and it helps me when I get in that Valley as well. That is a powerful truth. I think a lot of people discount their ability to encourage, support, help others because they think, man, I'm just struggling myself. Don't you think Tom?
2: Yeah. That old, uh, You know, you can't, you can't water others without being watered yourself is so true. And I, you know, for me, I mean, this is one of my personal uh, habits that I have. Uh, Not that I like to have this habit, but I, it's, it's one of the things, it's kind of one of my, you know, that phrase, stop it. This is one of my stop it habits. Whenever I'm having a rough go, you know, maybe three or four things in a row have gone bad or, or not the way I wanted them to. And I'm feeling kind of down. I'll literally get out my phone and text four or five uh, friends and encourage them because I know that I get a lift by expressing genuine love and encouragement to my friends. But you know what else happens? They'll either call me or text me back with those same kind of words. And so I, I love this concept of Peyton saying, you know what, I get energy and motivation when I help somebody else uh, through a, through a tough time. I think that's true for all of us. Um, I think one of, the, one of the things we hear a lot is if you're ever down and discouraged, go help someone else who's less fortunate than you. And, you know, that doesn't have to be a physical act of going and serving. It can be a phone call or a note or a text or something like that. So I love it.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's kind of funny. It makes me grateful a little bit for some of your struggles because I've been that recipient of your encouragement during those times, so so thank you for the thank you for that blessing amidst uh, your struggle.
2: Let me be clear that I you know whenever I send out encouraging notes, it's not just because I'm down. <laughs> well, I'll just I'll keep it in mind. You know. Most of the time I'm just in a, in a moment of gratitude and I'm reaching out, but yeah. hey, I will, I, I will tell you the other is true also. But that,
1: that is, I mean, how it's so powerful, Tom. I mean, I, I, it is when you do that. I am, I so often have found myself during those times with, uh, with my wife and I'll show it to her. Uh, and it's, just, I mean, people don't get that. We, we that is a rare, rare thing. Yeah. What a great habit to, you know, used to, we used to have the days and age when people would try to send out a handwritten note, uh, which is still great. I still know a, a few people who do that somewhat, but even today when people think, Oh my gosh, to go through that, how quick is it to sit down and once a day, send an encouraging word to one person and to realize that they could go, people can go a lifetime without receiving that.
2: You know, this just brought to mind, this is a great uh, tip. If you work with team members or if you, have, uh, if you own a business or you're a manager and you have people on your team and somebody on your team does a fantastic job, uh, a little note to their spouse mm-hmm. is really, really powerful, you know, just bragging on. Uh, their person, you know, their husband or wife and just, and of course, you know, it it needs to be in the right uh, mindset and manner. You have to have a relationship, but just saying, you know, like if if you set their spouse a note, Hey, I just want to thank you for sharing, you know, your spouse so much. He's doing a fantastic job and uh, he means a lot to us and he speaks so highly of you. Just something like that, boy, you get like a triple lift off of that
1: when you do something like that. Uh, Yeah, that is, that is significant. Well, and again, thank you for the blessing of that in my life. Well, Ryan Wood here says, yes, identity drives behavior. When one of my clients came to me and asked if I was going to begin coaching more beyond just fitness, uh, I said yes. At some point, he then handed me a hundred dollars and said uh, that many more people need the positive knowledge I offer for faith, family, fitness, and finances. He said, this is a down payment and I'm ready for you. To start, I was taken back and realized it was time for me to become more, so I can help others become more and in that scenario, that guy that did that, did he really believe a hundred percent of that, or did he see just a spark and he wanted to encourage it we don 't know, but obviously you can see the results of that that is powerful, that is specific that is that is life changing right there Tom it is. And, you know, I've had people come to me in my life and say, you know what, you should be doing
2: more of that. You should be charging for that. You should be whatever. And it's, you know, it's, I don't know what the deal is, Kevin, but I think we all, we all know that we're meant for more and we have this, this idea, this dream of doing more and we start growing into it, but we're actually better at it than we realize or that we give ourselves credit for. And then somebody comes along with a hundred dollar thank you. Mm or $100 of encouragement, or a word, and it gives us that confidence to step out and try. Uh, Our our head coach at Ziegler, uh, David Wright, he says this. He says, coaching is a transference of confidence. Mm -hmm. And so in a way, when we encourage somebody, we're actually coaching them and we're transferring confidence.
1: And I I think, gosh, we all need a little bit more confidence. Mm Mm-hmm. Man, absolutely. And I'll tell you, in my years of coaching and consulting, I never did it from a place of feeling 100% confident that I had everything to offer that that person needed. I had to really get past that and to hear the testimonies of how I helped people to encourage me that I really had something to offer. So for all those people out there who have something that you think, gosh, yeah, you have some ability, I have some skill, I know some things. And you discount yourself. One, join the crowd. You're in great company. Pretty much everybody does. I think, I think a coach who doesn't have any doubts about themselves is a little suspect. Uh, so that's, there's a little health in that. But uh, please... Offer what you have. Jeff Graham here says, as weird as it sounds, someone in this case, it was a female that I did not know, approached me and complimented me on the positive energy I was apparently emitting. She advised me to use this positive energy to bless the lives of others. I did not know this person, nor do I know much about energy, in quotes, but her words made my day. And again, we have stories I think we tend to hear them from kids, you know, where a parent or a teacher or somebody said something and it really altered their lives. But, uh, you know, to hear these stories here, I think, again, points out just how rare it is to have something out of the blue. I mean, Tom, you know, in the workplace, I'm sure, you know, there's plenty of times when we encourage somebody for doing a good job at what their job is. And, you know, that there's a little expectation. Of course, that feels good to them. But to come around and just say, oh, my gosh, something specific about you as a person, about who you are, your character, uh, that's, that's – uh, yeah, again, I keep saying this over over It's just such a rare commodity. I love hearing these stories about it.
2: I do, too. And, and one of the things that I do when I speak, when I go somewhere to speak, especially if it's an audience that uh, it's my first time, I don't really know anybody there. If I have the time, I will meet people in the room. And there's always a couple of people who've just got that, that smile, right? That excitement that I'm glad to be here. And I'll go over to them and I'll say, look, I'm going to be looking at you while I talk because your smile really lights me up. It really gives me, you know, the energy and and the positive thing that I'm looking for. And it's almost like we're best friends after that. Because Mm -hmm. when I look at them during the talk, they're, they're grinning from ear to ear. And it's such a positive thing, but, you know, when, when somebody encourages someone, either, even if it's unintentional, like, like what happened here with, uh, with Jeff, you know, when you acknowledge it, gosh, what a win for the, for both parties in that case. So I'm sure Jeff is like encouraged now to just be open and be more, op- you know, just be more outgoing in how he shares his life with others.
1: Yeah, he just got massively fueled uh, with that. Well, here's uh, Tosh, uh, Atash, Atash or Tosh, I'm not sure, Stuart. I've worked hard to teach my children to care about who they are becoming. To let them know that everything they say and do is building their reputation and either moving them closer or further away from their goals. My oldest son is 15; he can hardly go anywhere without someone commenting on his maturity, his people skills, or attitude. He's involved in many various, uh, many various local outreaches. Has been uh, notably, he's developed a reputation that precedes himself. He's always blown away to hear someone comment on who he is, or on what he is doing. This causes him to take more pride in the hard work he puts into his character and makes, and uh, making that sacrifice that no one sees worth it. This is one of the biggest motivating factors for him to continue on his character building journey. Yeah, it is. It's like a, what's the opposite of a vicious cycle, Tom, a healthy cycle, I guess. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. We'll go with that. Uh, of yeah. When you wa- walk this out and seek to, be becoming, there's your line, Tom, uh, you know, to be becoming to, to be so you can do, do so you can have, uh, it just grows on itself. And we see people and you've seen this probably as much or more than anyone, Tom, somebody who's going along, they finally make some traction here. And then it just is a massive vortex of energy and they become someone, well, I was gonna say someone different. They become the fullness of who they really were meant to be
2: absolutely and i and i kind of like the the kind of the undertone here of the undercurrent is all of us who are listening to this will come across young people we'll come across young people doing good and we never know how big or how impactful a word of encouragement will be in their life and it changes the course of that life in so many time, in so many ways and so uh, i i love i love this comment about how you know, this 15 year old is being poured into by others. What if, what if we all went out in the world looking for that opportunity to see a young person doing good and saying, Hey, what's your name? I just wanted to tell you, you're you're doing great. Just keep doing what you're doing. It only takes a second, but look at the impact it's having in, in the
1: son's life there. Okay. Well, check this out. Joseph, uh, last name I think is lift. He says, When I was an awkward 15-year-old kid, my school bus driver made me bus rider of the week. In the note that he wrote, which was read by the headmaster to the entire student body, the bus driver said that no matter how many times my attempts to be friends with my classmates had failed, I just kept trying. He said, no hurt was too great to keep Joseph from trying again. I had thought that was a sign of stupidity or insanity to keep on trying after so many failures. But the bus driver made me see it as an admirable quality, one of reaching out to uh, to form relationships with others, despite the very real pain of previous rejections. It has forever changed my perception of myself. One of my proudest moments is being Bus Rider of the Week. This was back when he was 15, Tom. Um, I know Joseph a, a bit, just remotely. I'm going to guess that he is... Uh, you know, mid forties, maybe, maybe even, uh, close to 50. And that's what he responded to from this question, changed the course of his life, his perception of himself. Uh, that's, there you go. There's the gold. I love it. And, and this just reminds me of the,
2: the, the questions that I get on a regular basis, and that is this people come to me and they say, I'm not sure if what I am doing is the right thing. Hmm. And so they're concerned about their career or the business they're in or, you know, whatever their vocation is. And so I have them step back and I say, well, what's your why? And when they understand their why, you know, who are they doing it for? Why are they doing it? What do they want to accomplish? What's their purpose in life? Then when the why is clear, it changes the how. The how you do something, which opens up all kinds of what opportunities. So here is a bus driver who clearly understood their why they were there to serve the kids on the bus. It wasn't to drive the bus. It was to make a difference in the lives of the kids on the bus. Hmm. And you get a ripple through eternity now with Joseph. Oh my gosh, yeah. Right. And so everybody who's listening, whatever work you're doing get really clear on your why and when you do it changes the how usually you know completing the task or getting the project done or making the sale those are all necessary things in order to do well in our position so when we really understand the why the why of what we're doing it changes the how so in our job the project the sale the timeline the things that we've got to get done to do well that's that's key you know we got to make sure we do that but It's not the sale that's important. It's the people who are going to be impacted by the sale. And so that word of encouragement in the process or that support or or noticing the small things. Andy Andrews, uh, gosh, he's he's kind of the noticer. And so if our why is strong enough, then we can notice the little things like this bus driver did Mm -hmm. that make all the difference in the world.
1: Hey, you said ripple effect, and I think most people have heard, you know, the butterfly effect, how one small thing can impact so many things. But literally with this kid who thought that uh, Joseph uh, back then, who thought that he was, listen to his words, stupid or insane to keep going about that. And somebody flip-flopped that and gave him the encouragement, how it changed his life. What did that do to the rest of his, to his, his friendships, his, his, uh, relationship with his parents go on to his wife, to his kids, It's uh, there's no way that we can that we can understand the value of that. You know, what? we've got three more I want to read through and we'll comment on Tom, but I want to end with those of you who may be out there saying, I don't get any encouragement. How am I ever going to get that encouragement that might change my life? Life, So we'll end and we'll, we'll, we'll mention a couple things on that for you. Cause I know that that is a very real concern and reality for a lot of people. And thanks to these sponsors for bringing us today's show. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond Bourbon. It really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous, and I got introduced to Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond Bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family-owned since 1935. And into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, You all know I greatly value and pursue my health and wellness, and I'm always looking for better products and resources. Nutritional supplements are a staple for me, and a must is a probiotic to support my gut health and function. A probiotic is something I've taken each and every day for the long-term cumulative benefits. In just two little capsules a day. Taking Seed's DSO-1 Symbiotic and avoiding the foods I know my body is sensitive to has taken me from constant digestive problems to almost none. I trust Seed's clinical trials and breakthrough research that's been published in top scientific journals. You can entrust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash drive and use code 25DRIVE to get 25 percent off your first month that's 25 percent off your first month of seeds dso1 daily symbiotic at seed.com slash drive code 25 drive uh, jennifer here says i never thought i was a strong writer so i had my mom help me write most of my english papers in high school she's excellent but just not my voice, so I could never write quite like her. She was unavailable once while, when I was in college, so I had to do it on my own. My English teacher wrote a short note on my A-plus paper and said I should consider changing my major to English. Totally rocked my world and gave me a confidence I never forgot when writing from then on. You know, on that, with uh, going back to our performance on something with so many of us in jobs now and and, and whatnot that, uh, I think it's still amazing. We can do a good job. Well, let's put ourselves in the role of a teacher or the role of an employer or the role of a parent. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, Tom, and I have talked about it before. I am not a natural encourager and I can see my kids do well. And I can have pride within me, a smile on my face, emotional feelings, and not think to speak it. It is not my nature. Whereas my wife, the minute the emotion touches the very rim of her brain, it is coming out of her mouth. Uh, I, that is not me. I have to intentionally train myself to make a habit to do that. So I I say that to those who are in, let's say leadership roles to some point or influential roles to take that, uh, that if you feel like, or like me, you are not a natural encourager. Again, you're in, you're in good company. I understand that we have got to make that effort because look what it can do to somebody who otherwise might be oblivious.
2: Yeah. You know, uh, when I think of the people who've encouraged me along the way, especially when I'm out of my comfort zone and doing something I've never done before. Wow. That, that changes everything. And it's, it, kind of unleashes that, you know, the, the, the idea that a few words could change the direction of life. We underestimate it. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of it, um, you know, most people, when you ask for help or, or, you know, especially in a parenting role or in a school role, they're just coming to you from their perspective because that's all they know. But we interpret that as, well, mom's a good writer and I'm not. (laughs) And, and the reality is if you go to the bookstore, golly, there's probably a hundred all-time bestsellers who have completely different writing styles and voices and everything else. And so when you have somebody who's got a, a a degree and, you know, they're a college professor and they have this broader spectrum of expertise and they give a compliment, gosh, you just never know how impactful that's going to be. And so when you are in your vocation or whatever you do, and you've kind of got that guru status in that area, whatever, even if you underplay it, there's somebody else out there who's going to really benefit from your words of encouragement.
1: Oh my goodness. It, It never ceases to rock my world when one of our guests says, you know, Kevin, I've had a lot of interviews, but man, this interview was something special. You did X, Y, Z. It never, never tires. You know, on that though, you know, these are people who had, who are sharing things that were told to them and we hear the weight that it had in their lives. I think there's also room to call out to, to all of us to think back to times when we may have gotten encouragement and we just did not give it the weight. Maybe we were not self-confident enough to accept it. Maybe we did not trust the motives of, of the person who gave it. I think there's probably some room. I don't know. Give me your thoughts, Tom, on uh, we need to give it weight. We need to accept it. Kind of going back to to Zig's quote of, you know, God don't make no junk. And when you get a, a word of encouragement to accept it, to give it gravity in essence, don't you think? You know, that's funny because in our, in our Ziegler Legacy
2: certification, one of the classes that we teach on building winning relationships and building the best you, we actually teach people in the class how to receive and accept a compliment. Huh. So many people just don't know how to receive and accept a compliment, First off, when somebody says, wow, you did great, or I appreciate you because, or wow, you have a lot of talent in this area. The first thing we've got to understand is we need to say thank you. Mm-hmm. And that's all we have to say. Thank you. Because what we're mm-hmm. doing is we're denying a blessing back to them mm-hmm. if we don't acknowledge it. If we immediately downplay it, and so it's nothing, or I got lucky this time or whatever, then then we're, you know, we're like rejecting a blessing and a blessing to bless the, the giver has to be received. Wow. And so we receive that blessing. And then I think the second thing we need to do when we get that word of encouragement or that attaboy, or wow, you did a great kind of message is we say, thank you. And then we just file it away and we say, you know what, I'm going to look at that. Why are they saying this and who are they to say this? And how does that match up? It's not that to to create ego or to, you know, Pat ourselves on the back and say, look at me. Rather, it's to say, wow, the, the confidence that I have and the, ver- the validation and verification, the evidence for the confidence is significant. I need to grow some more. I need to commit more. I need to do more things to use this as a platform. So it should be the fuel that takes this to the next level, mm-hmm. which we then in turn give away to other people.
1: Hey, that, that is great. I, I think there's a couple things on there, Tom, that come to mind because yeah, it's such a habitual thing in our humanity. Uh, just as, just like we walk by somebody and say, how you doing? with no, no intent to actually hear how they're doing or, or, or you know, to tell the person how we are doing uh, that, we take that encouragement and often we just downplay it immediately. That is a gut reaction. Just, oh no, it was nothing. And I think it's generally, it's either one, it's false humility or two, it's bad self-image, or three, it's pride. And I put that pride one there because that is one that I have done. I'm often uh, dealing with my own pride in something, and so I want to you know, self-deprecate instead of just saying thank you like you did. That, that, uh, for me to accept that, and if I don't, I love what you said there. I am robbing the person who gave me that blessing by not accepting it. Uh, and then another piece of that, that has really been an ongoing thing with my wife, uh, with, with ourselves, each other's parents and whatnot, especially where there'll be an encouraging word. One of us will say, Oh my goodness, you know, thank you so much for doing X, Y, Z that instead of the other saying, thank you. We just try to return it real quick. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for doing X, Y, Z. Uh, and we'll, we'll do that. It doesn't sound bad, but it still is not that gosh. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I think again, it's powerful self-programming and I've never really taken it to heart. Tom, what you said too, though, if I don't accept it, say, thank you that I am not letting that person give me that full blessing. I'm not blessing them back. That's the best. That's the best way I can thank them. So thank you. You just gave me that one, Tom. I'm going to, I'm going to (laughs) take that one. I'll give you credit. Uh, all right. Thank you. Trav Dittmar says, uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Trav Dittmar says just today, Kevin, every month I have a performance review with my boss, where I do most of the talking and appraising of my month, etc. And the first thing he said, once I finished was I have not seen you as happy and fulfilled in years of knowing you to me, that meant a lot because it had been a tough year so far, but I've been putting in a lot of internal work and see that pain off. See, I see that pain off in other people's eyes. And it's made me feel a lot better when I look at the man staring back at me in the mirror. That was interesting because it wasn't really, he wasn't even commented on something he was doing or even how he was, you know, like a, a upholding a character trait. Somebody was just testifying to, gosh, I haven't seen you this happy and fulfilled in years of knowing you and how it shocked him. Um, that is a, kind of a different take of just kind of just recognizing somebody. I have, a, I have a friend who's just, he's real big on saying, look at you, look at you, Tom Ziegler. Uh, it didn't really even say anything. He just recognized me and it just does something to your soul, doesn't it? It
2: does. You know, every now and then I'll be speaking or doing something kind of in an area that I really enjoy and somebody will come up and they'll say, wow, you were, you were in your sweet spot. You need to be in your, You need to focus more on your sweet spot. And they weren't, you know, they weren't down playing anything else I was doing. They were just like, wow, that's your sweet spot. And so Trav, I mean, first off, uh, what an awesome, uh, what an awesome boss that you get a review once a month. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, in the in the workforce out there, usually it's like you hear nothing and then the big annual review comes up and it's a mystery. And so what a great environment to where you've got that constant ongoing feedback, because most of us, we think we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. And and if we don't get any feedback, we don't know. And second, what a great relationship just for somebody you work with closely to say, man, I'm I'm so glad that you have you're excited about where you are in life. Great great feedback. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what a powerful thing to have that in your life. Nothing I know encourages me more than when I'm working on something specific because it's important to me and somebody else acknowledges it. They don't Mm -hmm. know that this is what's important, but when they acknowledge it, that's, that's how I tell if I'm resonating with people, the type of feedback that I get. And of course we're all that way. We get positive feedback. We'll do more. We get negative feedback, we'll do less. I remember when I was in college, they did this little experiment. I I read about it in a paper where the class, whenever the college professor was teaching from the front of the room, everybody ignored him, and the closer he got to the heating and air conditioner that was in the window unit of the classroom, the more that they would literally turn their bodies and face him and nod up and down when he would talk. And literally... By the end of the first class, he was teaching sitting on the air conditioning and heating unit in the window. Interesting. Right. Because we pick up intuitively, whether we subconsciously, whether we recognize it consciously or not, what people are tuned into and what they're not. And that's why with our kids, when we're raising our kids, complimenting and acknowledging the behavior that we want as often as we can is such a great way to help lead our
1: kids in the right direction because they'll do more of it mm. that's a good charge for all of us parents well one more here and then i want us to wrap tom by just uh yeah mentioning that for those folks who feel like well, where on earth am i going to get encouragement uh, anita howard says uh one simple post-it note all it said was i admire your tenacity and it was anonymous i have thought of that note a million times over the years If something is hard or I feel like quitting, I think of that note. Sometimes just a simple encouragement can change everything. Yeah. An anonymous note. What could you do to change a trajectory of somebody's life on that? I think that's a great idea too, because for some people, the thought of, Face to face with somebody, giving them an encouraging word is uncomfortable. Maybe you're an introvert. Maybe you're shy. Maybe you just don't feel confident enough to do that. Is there somebody that you admire that you could do what seems like a a big deal? Leave an anonymous note and wonder what it could do for that person. I think it's a great tactic, uh, for someone. These aren't, well, it, it also reminded me, I got to make a call out to again, Ziggler shameless promotion here, Ziggler legacy certification, because that is one of the things, I mean, I came home with a little stack of what are the note cards, Tom, that people fill out? I like, because, oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. I like, because, and so I got those, I like Kevin because whatever. And we were inspired to do that for people. And as soon as you get one, of course you want to return it to that person. You want to do it for somebody else. And it becomes this, this, this event, ongoing event uh, at the Ziggler legacy certification of giving those and to see it. Sometimes it would just melt people. You see people cry from getting those little cards and there, there was even a premise to do it. You know, we, we were, we were prompted a little bit uh, just think about how can we do that in our work, in our, in our home, with our kids, with our spouse, and on and on.
2: You know, I'll just tell a quick Zig story uh, for our listeners. When we used to teach the Born to Win class, years ago, Dad would teach it, and we would give everybody in the class the I like because Mm pad. And so there was a group, and I think it was three couples that were attending the class After the class, they went to a very nice restaurant. You know, think white tablecloths, waiters and tuxedos, that kind of place. And at the end of it, they each wrote an I like because note to their waiter. And they complimented him on his attitude, on his level of service, his experience, how he made him feel. And they also left a very nice tip. They walk out of the restaurant. And just as they're getting to their car, this man chases them out into the parking lot. And he looks at them and he says, I've been doing this for over 25 years. And with tears in his eyes, he said that this was the best and most profound thing that anybody had ever done for him.
1: Wow. Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. So my book and this podcast are named What Drives You. And what drives us, the great things, is our own values, our known values. When we go astray, it's because we've lost sight of our values. Therapy is key for helping you clarify what matters most to you so you can do more of it. I was late to taking advantage of therapy. It was only for crisis, but now myself and most of the rock stars I have on my show get therapy regularly. For most people, the main hurdle is starting therapy.
2: And so just to think that we could leave uh, a note like this. I mean, look at how much it impacted Anita. I mean, it, it changed her life and that was anonymous. Mm-hmm. And so what if, what if we just called on the Ziegler show nation to leave a random note of encouragement mm-hmm. this week, you don't have to have an, I like pad. You can just leave a post-it note and just say, Hey, I'll, I, you know, I just want, you to know, I admire you and whatever that is. Or I saw you do something, you you know, keep it up. That's fantastic. What a, th- what a difference we could make uh, in just a little way. Who knows? Somebody's probably going to keep that note for a lifetime, just like mm-hmm. it needed.
1: Okay. Well, I got to say, Tom, earlier, probably 15 minutes ago, as we're talking, I went on my calendar, just my Google calendar. I put at 1130 every day, encourage someone and made it repeat daily. So I'm going to endeavor to do that, whether it's some, uh, an employee here in my office or I think a lot of times it'll just be a text kind of like what you have, have gotten to do. There's no reason not to make me feel great to make the person or why don't I do that? A lot of times I just don't think of it. It doesn't come to mind. So I'll, uh, there, there's another tactic, folks, put it on your calendar, make it, put it on repeat. Um, Tom, I want to spend just a second to wrap up here to talk about, uh, to those folks who are wondering Oh my gosh, I hear this, I understand that. Yeah, how powerful would that be? But I where am I going to get that? I'm not around a lot of people. Maybe I'm a stay-at-home mom, maybe I'm a solopreneur, maybe I'm anonymous in a business somewhere in a in a company somewhere and I don't have those kind of relationships. Uh because well, and I'll start off. I'll I'll give my my first thought on that, Tom, because it's something that you said Uh, that made me think about it as far as our, you you mentioned self talk that a lot of us might think, gosh, I don't get encouragement. I don't get anything saying anybody saying anything to me really that most of us as humans are victims of our own self talk, which is primarily negative. And they've done studies. There are scientific studies on this, that the majority of our self talk is naturally negative. We get on ourselves over and over and over. Uh, first taking cap, taking that captive and dealing with that is one big thing, but the way we've done it here at Ziggler, it's been one of the most powerful things I've ever been involved with around this show is when we talked about the self talk cards. And I wish I had had this in mind quick enough because we have a show on the self talk uh, cards where we played the clip from Zig Ziggler, uh, and talked about that. But folks, you can go to Ziggler.com dot com slash self-talk. Okay. And you can get the self-talk cards and it is about standing in front of the mirror. If nobody else is going to encourage you, you can encourage you. And even if that sounds a little hokey, Tom, you know, this more than anyone, it is so powerful to look at ourselves and speak to ourselves, our own spoken word. And if, you know, a thing that comes up a lot is people going, well, gosh, how am I going to say those great things about myself? I know they're not true. They are prophetic. Make them prophetic. This is you training yourself. This is what you're going to be. Call yourself up to if there's some of those self talk things that uh, you feel like, man, I am not that. You can help become that by speaking to yourself. So you can be your own encourager, is at least one tactic. Tom? Absolutely. So, four
2: things that you can do to encourage yourself. Uh, Kevin, you just said number one. uh, I love the self talk card, it's life changing. Number two, because let's let's look at it this way. If you don't believe in yourself, mm. it, it's gonna be hard to go much further, even if other people believe in you. Mm. Yes, so you've got point. to have both, right? You you want that. Number two is develop a gratitude list. And I and I mention this on a regular basis. And why am I saying, well, focus on gratitude? Well, when we focus on gratitude, and we do it on a regular basis. So here's what I always recommend. On the first day, write three things that you're grateful for down. (laughs) This takes less than a minute. On the second day, write three new and different things down that you're grateful for. So now your list has six. Look at the list. Do this for 66 days in a row. That's how long it takes to develop a habit. Here's what happens is at the end of 66 days, you'll have almost 200 things you're grateful for, And your brain will consciously look for things that you're grateful for. It's an amazing habit to create that changes your countenance. It changes your outlook. It changes your perspective and it will change the way people interact with you. So first is self-talk. Second is gratitude list. The third is choose your input. Mm. And so find something like the Ziegler show. That's upbeat, inspirational, educational. That's going to lift you read the right kind of books associate with the right kind of people on purpose, put the right things into your mind. And the fourth one is share the love. So if you're not getting the the encouragement from the outside, that's okay. Why don't you start and give encouragement to people who you think may not be getting it? You know, the person who's working uh, for public transportation down at the, you know, down where you live or somebody who's, you know, volunteering somewhere, whatever it is, Just seek out people to give encouragement. I love your 11 and 30 reminder to encourage someone. Mm -hmm. You know, that old saying is, uh, the best way to have more friends is to be a friend. It's the same. I think it's the same principle here. So,
1: well, I'm going to make a call out, uh, again, as I so often do to Shanti Feldhahn, who we interviewed about her book, the kindness, a 30 day kindness challenge where she, just brilliantly showcased through research. This isn't just her opinion. That being kind to someone else is not just about what it does for them. The person who benefits the most is you. And so on your number four there, Tom, sharing the love, encouraging someone else—that the biggest beneficiary of that is us. Uh, and so there you go. So folks here for accountability. I am when we when we stop the show here. I am going to text Shanti and, uh, tell her thank you because she has impacted my life and through me in this show, so many others and, uh, encourage her today, uh, Tom, thank you. Thanks for, uh, thanks. Thanks for the love, uh, for the counsel here. It's always an immense gift to do this with you and talk through such a powerful topic.
2: Awesome. Thanks, Kevin. Hey, we'll
1: see everybody on the next show. Well, that is all just inspiring, wouldn't you say so? I mean, start to go after your own encouragement and encouraging others. I will as well. Again, if you haven't, please subscribe to our show in iTunes. Just hit the subscribe button. And if you got value from the show, tell us about this specific show by leaving a review in iTunes. Then email us at thanks at com, and we will... Thank you by sending you Zig Ziglar and Tom Ziglar's book, Born to Win, an actual hard copy. Coming up next in show 579, we bring you truly a dynamic duo, Ken Blanchard and Claire Diaz Ortiz. Few people don't know Ken Blanchard. He needs little introduction as a renowned author of the acclaimed One Minute Manager book and then scores of others. He's an influencer of Zig Ziglar's generation and size of impact. Claire is an author, speaker, and innovation advisor who was an early employee at Twitter. She was named one of the 100 most creative people in business by Fast Company and called the woman who got the Pope on Twitter by Wired. She's been featured widely in print and broadcast media. She's the award-winning author of eight books that have been published in more than a dozen countries. But Ken asked Claire to co-author this specific book with him because he not only mentors her, But he says she mentors him as well, especially in regards into the younger generation. And it makes an incredibly valuable perspective on the need, value and opportunity of mentoring for all ages. We waited eight months to get this interview, so you're not going to want to miss it. Till then, thank you for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.